Hi, welcome to this episode of CFO Masterclass. I'm your host, Sajid Bakari, and I'll be talking to an amazing guest. Oksana Barysheva is head of finance at BPay. In this episode, we will be learning about Oksana's education and professional journey from Russia to Australia. We will explore the core values she holds and which have helped her excel in her career, how she approaches leadership at BPay, and how BPay is innovating for the future of finance. Finally, she shares her advice on what she believes it takes to be an outstanding finance executive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Oksana, thanks for joining us on uh, today's episode of CFO Masterclass. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute honor and pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me, Sajid. I'm looking forward to our discussion today. So I guess just just to begin with, um, you know, you have a really interesting background, um, bo- both from your education and professional perspective. And, um, you know, I would love to start where it all began, uh, you know, f- from Russia. I mean, y- y- you have a very varied educational and professional experience from that moment uh, across different roles. Would you just outline to us, uh, you know, how, your professional working journey from Russia to Australia uh, and some of the roles that you've undertaken in between? A very good question. I'm not even sure where should I start, but uh, perhaps I'll start with a quote to provide a bit of a context to my professional journey, um, the journey that I embarked a number of years, of years ago. Uh, one of my favorite authors, Napoleon Hill, said that uh, you never become so perfect or so good or so successful that you can't learn. And as long as your mind is open, and as long as you're willing to learn, as long as you remain green, you will grow. So this quote, I guess, really encapsulates how it all started for me. And to be more specific, how this like internal desire that I have to constantly learn and explore new things has become a major driving force behind my professional journey. So I always believe that The best way to learn is to learn through experiences. And to that end, uh, after completing my university degree in economics in my hometown, Sochi, um, I moved to Greece and decided to see if I had what it takes to run my own business. My partner and I opened a cafe on the beautiful island Crete, and I was managing finances for three years. To my surprise, uh, I did it quite well. The cafe uh, turned a profit just after a few months of being open. However, I didn't stay still. (laughs) (laughs) And from Greece, uh, my quest for growth and new experiences uh, eventually brought me here to Australia, where I decided to apply my accounting knowledge in a new arena in in corporate world. So in 2006, I joined the finance team uh, at the Frame Group. It's an ICT digital services company where I got experience managing costs and setting budgets for IT projects of various sizes and complexities. Mm -hmm. So in 2010, the next stop in my professional journey became my current company, BPay, where I've stayed, to be honest, a bit longer than I originally envisaged. Mm -hmm. And now I lead the finance function for the group. 
after 11 years with the company and four different roles under my belt. And in between, like in the meantime, uh, though I finished my degree in economics back in the day in Russia, I kind of continued uh, to expand my knowledge. And like from the moment I arrived to Australia, I continued my uh, education here and uh, obviously finished the chartered accountants qualification and then as you know uh, we um, started this exciting journey of MBA at AGSM Uni South Wales and I'm now doing the final year executive agenda year and hoping to finish the degree sometime this year if the COVID allows, allows us to, to do that. Wow, I mean, that definitely sounds like a, a, a both a big achievement and a big burden off your back. I, I have to say that um, doing postgraduate studies with full time work. Uh, I love your story. I think it's amazing. Um, you, you know, to be honest, being somewhere on a Greek island right now would be it's just a dream. Uh, you know, it is freezing in, in Sydney at this time. Uh, but I love the quote you opened with. And to be to be honest, one thing I've noticed in the multiple people we've interviewed for these podcasts, they all espouse it one way or another, um, the drive and the the absolute focus to be constantly learning, no matter what stage of life you're in, um, and and that open openness uh, and that ability to learn new things and and not not uh, you know gain levels of arrogance or or ignorance or or laziness around that they've attributed to almost single-handedly propelling them throughout their career, both in their professional and their personal lives. So I think, I think that's an amazing quote. And I think your journey definitely shows that, uh, you know, were you always like that as a child or was this something you developed or was there some sort of turning moment throughout your, uh, you know, early adulthood that, you know, really changed your perspective on, on life around that aspect? I guess it was always like an inbuilt function in my brain where I just couldn't stay still. And from my uh, school times, I remember my, like enrolling myself to different competitions and uh, joining different clubs. So I just couldn't stay still. And I was really enjoying interacting with different people and learning new things. And that kind of stayed with me until now. <laughs> quite enjoy learning that that's amazing i mean that's that's amazing uh you know and it's it's really cool to see that you've you've been like that from the beginning uh, and the other thing is that you've kept it since since childhood right i mean we meet so many people that have that uh you know that sense of wonder and um curiosity which unfortunately people lose i think throughout uh, adulthood because whether it's personal lives or whether it's you just get lost in the corporate uh you know the corporate world but it's, it's amazing you've kept it and you've kept that sense of wonder throughout. And it seems like it's really worked wonders for your different roles. And so the different roles and, and finance roles that you've worked across, um, you know, how has that sense of curiosity really enabled you, I, I guess, to really grow in those roles and then add value uh, to the organizations you've been working in? Um. That's a good question, Sajid. I think the curiosity and this uh, thirst for new knowledge and something that I can apply in my um, field never stopped. And I'm quite surprised that um, 
despite the significant technological advancements we have experienced over the last couple of decades, uh, some um, finance functions are still heavily uh, manual and uh, very time-consuming and uh, they're just clunky. In BPAY, we were not exception to that. I remember when I just started, we had a a lot of uh, manual processing. We had uh, physical hard copy invoices that we had to stamp and seek approvals before processing for payment. And then you you guys actually had a physical stamp. That's right. That was like (laughs) many years ago, but uh, nevertheless, that was the process. And then I guess going back to my desire to learn and volunteering where I can, seeking for those opportunities. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, I was a project lead, commercial project lead uh, with, uh, with uh, Boston Consulting Digital Ventures that we partnered with, BPay. Yeah. And uh, we were incubating uh, different solutions. And one of them was uh, SIFT Artificial Intelligence Platform yeah. that uh, after completing the secondment, I was able actually to deploy within the finance team. And uh, in BPay, we became early adopters of those cognitive technologies. Uh, we deployed this platform, which w- was designed and supported by one of BPay's subsidiaries. And until now, this platform uh, helps the team to fully automate the accounts payable function uh, by pre-populating different invoice fields uh, through the backend integration. And as you can imagine, that really saves a lot of time to the team members, which to me means that they can spend their valuable time on more intricate and value-add tasks, building their uh, business partnership with uh, various call center managers. And at the end of the day, it also has reduced um, the time spent on accounts payable processing and we achieve greater efficiency in this space. And I guess another more recent example would be design thinking methodology that uh, was leading a team. And we were tasked with an objective to explore how we might redefine BPAY's uh, project benefits realization process. And we wanted to ensure that uh, we as a business make informed decisions on the future strategic investments. And at the moment, the current methodology in BPAY uh, has a f- very strong focus on the governance aspects of project delivery, but uh, we have a little bit insufficient rigor in identifying, measuring, and tracking those benefits consistently across the organization. So the team was working uh, um, with uh, various stakeholders. We uh, deployed the design thinking methodology. And um, as you can imagine, management's ability to identify how those uh, projects add value to the business and which projects bring this maximum uh, value is a hugely important uh, strategic process for the entire business and it has a significant financial input at the same time. So the outcome, the end result, the team uh, was able to design three uh, solution prototypes uh, being a project um, benefits uh, template. And then we've designed a benefits realization dashboard and a playbook 
which the team uh, is about to start testing with various stakeholders before we uh, roll those uh, solutions across the business. Those are two amazing examples, Oksana. I think, I mean, firstly, it shows your ability to, you know, your curiosity and your your drive to volunteer and pick up uh, new things and, and learn and add up value definitely is one thing. Second thing I just picked out was very interesting. I think it's really, uh, you know, credit where credit due, BPAYS seems to be quite, um, uh, you know, uh, appreciative and uh, accepting of, of new innovative technologies because the problem is a lot of, uh, corporates, or it seems like a lot of corporates and other organizations may have these cultural imped- impediments uh, to take on innovation, to take on new technological processes, to improve processes, to save time, to save money, um, you know, and all these other other benefits. And there always, always seems to be a bit of a balance between pursuing innovation or, or staying with uh, business as usual. And I know across your different roles, I mean, there's always different process-related issues you've faced in different teams. And have you found that, you know, in, in those organizations, have they all been quite um, accepting of innovation or has it been more of a, of a mindset issue, you think, which has, has, has you know, kept them back in, in manual process-related work? I think it could be both. It's definitely a mindset, and we know that this growth mindset that supports innovation is very important, and it just doesn't happen by itself. You really need to nurture and promote it within any given organization, and I guess I'm lucky in that sense that uh, ePay is really one of those organizations that uh, we do value contribution from across uh, all levels um, within the organization, and we do try to pursue our innovation agenda. And to be honest, like you're so right, it's so important to balance those um, innovation strategic uh, decisions and investments with your core business. And for us in BPay, like we are not immune to comp- competition, like any other business in Australia and across the globe. I think with increasing competition and in Australia and specifically in the payment space, um, you can easily see how BPay could dissipate this new mm. place coming to play and all those new disruptive uh, business models emerge in Australia. And I guess the key challenge for any organization and BPay uh, as well, is to remain relevant and competitive on the market where technology players, which are embedded in our lives, people's lives, uh, bring huge resources to the payments industry. Mm. And uh, like I said, the BPay really is um, aggressive when it comes to innovation. And we've been on a transformational journey uh, in the last five years, exploring how we could add more value to our stakeholders in BPay by incubating and successfully developing innovative solutions. And like we said, the main reason is to, to diversify revenue streams to, to make sure that you have sustainable growth within the organization. And uh, during this time, BPay successfully launched a new fast payment service OSCO, and uh, like I mentioned in my example of uh, being innovative and automating the accounts payable function, we partnered with uh, Boston Consulting Digital Ventures, where we were able to uh, set up a new SaaS enterprise business, which is 
uh, as I mentioned, using this deep learning and machine learning technologies to extract information from various uh, types of documents. So it's going back to this uh, finding the right balance and uh, making sure that you still do invest into your core product to make sure that the core business remains healthy and profitable because you need those profits to be able to reinvest and explore your strategic initiatives uh, in so-known second and third horizons of your growth agenda. So I think we are doing a good job in BPAY and trying to manage both effectively. But obviously time will show uh, and we'll see perhaps some new initiatives that we will be able to proudly announce. And yeah, new products. seems seems exciting. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the, the, the work that you guys have done on OSCO and you're absolutely right about that innovator's dilemma, right? I mean, uh, how much do you in, invest in, in current products and then how much do you invest in, in future uncertain products and there is always that dilemma and it seems like BPay is taking a great approach to it and you know how was that experience jumping into uh, you know an innovative uh, type mindset with Boston Consulting Digital Ventures I'm assuming uh, you know finance is, it w- would be a little different to uh, you know a, a new startup type mentality uh, creative incubator type place which BCG Digital Ventures tries to be was it, was that a bit of uh, was that a great learning experience for you or did, did it feel a little bit out of place initially it was absolutely really great learning for me it was a little bit different in the sense that you can imagine it's like a project on steroids so everything is happening fast speed where you go through uh, multiple stages of project life cycle in a very short period of time where you uh, ideate and then you incubate your idea and then you start developing and prototyping your alpha and beta um, uh, products. And then within six months, we were able to actually uh, have a solution that we were ready to soft launch. So it was a very interesting experience and uh, experience that gave me a lot of uh, appreciation of uh, innovation and different, um, even design thinking techniques that you can, uh, employ as a finance leader and being attuned to customer needs, understanding what are the pain points, what are uh, what sort of problems we're trying to solve, and then coming up with some innovative solutions. I mean, that, that, that's amazing. And I think that collaboration and bringing in some external, um, you know, m- viewpoints and mindsets is really helpful to organizations to drive an innovation agenda. Uh, but you still need that core uh, mindset of a company who's willing to take on that risk and, and you know, credit where credit is due. BPay seems to have taken that on and, and seems like you guys are doing very well. Um, and, and that's helped you solve a lot of processes uh, in BPay at the moment. Just wanted your thoughts. Uh, you know, what, what are some processes you, you see affecting CFOs in the industry or finance leaders in the industry that you don't think uh, are really being solved for today or, or, or issues that you would like to get solved? I uh, would love to hear your thoughts around that. Well, I think such as uh, going back to where we started and saying that the world is evolving rapidly and with competitive landscape for businesses also changing fast, uh, a lot of companies are forced to uh, invest heavily in digital transformation projects. And with that comes all sort of challenges, uh, understanding new technologies and uh, 
uh, embedding those technologies and training your personnel. And in particular with uh, finance uh, professionals, I see that this rapid change in technology, which affects all businesses and all business functions, it's really important for the financial financial professionals uh, to understand all those technologies, well, at least to some degree. And degree would be largely um, uh, attributed to any financial risks and opportunities that those new technologies introduce to any given business. Because uh, in the current world, being an astute finance professional that um, knows all the fundamental uh, accounting principles well is no longer enough. You really need to be uh, challenging yourself, keeping your mind open, uh, developing this growth mindset together with the business partnering with the business and understanding your customers, internal customers. So then you continuously expand your knowledge and expertise beyond the financial realm. So you work together with the organization, with your um, management teams to ensure that you deliver great results, not just within your tiny little area or big area, but uh, you have a contribution and way that you help to uh, achieve certain targets across the entire organization. And so, all right, that's interesting. So would it be fair to say that uh, you're suggesting that it's not just finance, but different functional units in a company that needs to be better collaboration and integration in how those units work together towards the common corporate goal and, it seems like you're suggesting, I think that corporates are not doing that well enough or, or they need to do a better job because of the constantly changing uh, business and technological environment around us. Uh, would that be a fair set, a summary of, of what you said? I think so, Sajid. I think that uh, there is still this perception that the finance uh, professionals, like the finance function is there to control uh, budgets. Yeah. But I the, the financial uh, um, um, roles need to change and evolve in a way that we really are being perceived as business partners right. that do understand bus- business uh, and all the facets of the business and different technologies and are there to give this trusted financial advice. So then this uh, advice could be used to further propel the growth of the company or specific uh, business unit. So that's why I see that uh, perhaps this uh, enterprise uh, collaboration perhaps is not happening to the degree that ideally I would like to see in many organizations. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. I mean, that collaboration and then if we can... If organizations can work towards, um, you know, that knowledge share and, and that cross-skilling that comes from uh, close collaboration and, and common goals, I, I definitely think you're, you're, you're right that organizations could deliver much value uh, above and beyond what they're currently delivering because uh, we do get lost in our functional roles, whether it's finance or whether it's HR or whether it's, uh, uh, you know, technology. Uh, I, th- I think people do get lost and, and develop that mindset that they're only here to serve the function uh, under the name which their, uh, you know, organization or team is called. And so I, and I think what you're saying is, is very interesting. And it seems like the new wave of businesses which are being created today 
are better able to do this. And obviously so, because they're smaller, they're, they're more agile and they're able to do it. And they're the ones, you know, delivering the new value, they're delivering the new technologies, delivering the new ways that we, we work over the next 10 to 15 years. So I think what you're saying is hugely important. I just, I just hope corporates uh, have that, uh, they can make that investment, uh, that cultural investment to change that around and, and move towards that. So I, I think that's probably a changing piece. So then, Roxana, after, you know, you're now a leader in your organization, and we've been talking about how organizations need to engender a sense of, you know, collaboration, mindset changes, and, and be open to innovation. Uh, how are you practicing good leadership at, at BPAY? Useful uh, practicing the principles of self-leadership and specific being mindful and present and sometimes it's uh, very hard especially in this new world of uh, zooming and uh, virtual collaboration but self-aware being self-aware is still very important and that's where hey my I really do focus on that and try to be self-aware with all my business interactions uh, I also ensure that I spend some time reflecting and I know a lot of people say that, oh, I don't have time to do that and um, I'm too busy, but I think it's very valuable um, activity which helps you to understand what really worked well with your set of objectives or set of behaviors that you were trying to practice. And at the same time, you think about what you can do better next time. Yeah. And you need to reflect, make sure that you do find time for reflecting on a regular basis rather than once a year. And I think lastly, I always um, try to seek for feedback. And this feedback could be from your team, from other leaders within the organization. So that really helps you to work on your changing and developing leadership styles and behaviors. And again, going back to the pandemic, over the last 12 months, I'm sure we've all have been experiencing this this significant shift uh, that has occurred around the way we work. The majority of us are still working from home and the pandemic had a huge uh, impact on our business and I'm sure other businesses and community in general. And uh, I think it's especially important during uh, those times, times of uncertainty, and when you have uh, changes happening around your personal lives, like your kids and uh, uh, the way you work, yeah. is uh, to successfully adapt your leadership styles to still ensure that your team feels connected and empowered and capable while grappling with the re- reality of remote working. And it's something that uh, I still find like it, it, it's it's not easy, but it's um, something that a good leader should be really uh, thinking about and working with uh, teams to ensure that they establish some new work rituals, which we did in BPAY. And those rituals really helped us to promote uh, flexibility that you really need uh, nowadays and ensuring that there is still adequate levels of collaboration and uh, free-flowing communication uh, so people feel that they're still connected and uh, they don't feel that this remote working 
uh, introduces some distance or they feel isolated. So I think that's really important. I, I think it's very powerful that you said that, you know, the first thing you said to, to practice good leadership is self-reflection. And uh, I, I think that is probably one of the most uh, underappreciated things um, to do or to, or, to, or to even practice when, when trying to exercise good leadership, uh, you know, whether it's in your own internal team or whether it's across an organization or whether it's in your, even in your personal uh, life, uh, you know, we're all, we're all leaders in one sense or another. And I think that self-reflection aspect that you mentioned is, is really on point. Um, and, and I think really helps to ground leaders really helps them to, I think, understand what are the values that actually matter uh, for an organization. So I think that was really powerful what you said. And I think it's been amazing speaking to you, but we'd love to just finish off in, in getting your advice. So what would be your advice to aspiring CFOs or students wanting a career in finance uh, around, you know, some of, the, some of the issues that we are going to face and we are already facing in the constantly changing world of, of finance and technology? What would be your general advice to them uh, if they are seeking a career in finance and, and uh, aspiring CFOs as well? Well, I've spoken a lot about uh, learning new things and gaining new experiences. So I think the key advice is stay open-minded and try to develop this growth mindset, which is like you are never too old to learn new things. Push yourself, get out of your comfort zone. And that's the only way for you actually to grow and develop and uh, uh, achieve new heights. And secondly, I would say that uh, I would really encourage um, people to invest more time in networking and mentorship to be able to gain different perspectives. And as you know, like the more we talk to people and we put ourselves out there and uh, we try to better understand uh, different businesses and different functions, various facets of um, organizations, that's the only way how you can become a leader who uh, brings something more rather than just financial advice. It's yeah. uh, when you become a leader who is able to be uh, uh, a leader with an enterprise mindset, which is very important and ensuring that this uh, company silos are uh, diminishing and people collaborating more to achieve better results for the organizations. That's, that's, a, that's amazing advice and timeless, to, to, to be honest. Uh, Oksana, it's been a pleasure having you on our episode today. I hope our viewers have, have picked up some golden nuggets here and there. I, I certainly have. I love learning about you coming in uh, you know, from Russia and that constant devotion to curiosity and learning. Uh, I love learning about how self-reflection is a real key point for you uh, in exercising good leadership, which I think is crucial. Uh, and then, of course, around that whole piece of, of organizational development, of, of, of making uh, organizations more collaborative and to have that knowledge share and skills sharing as well uh, as, as a key point of competition. So thank you again. It's been a pleasure having you on. And I would love for you to come back on sometime in the future to see how BPay is tracking in the future. Thank you for coming on.